Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Got the great Gurino here. How you been, brother? I'm good, mate. Had a big week this week. Girlfriend's birthday, mum's oh, birthday, mother's shit. day. I can tell you, you'd be a real mum's boy, I reckon. Yeah. Shocking week <laughs> to be a did you go? Did you go over there and like get cuddled in her arms and of be course. like, take me back to the old days, mum? You're lucky to have me there. What about you, uh, big fella? Yeah, mate, down to the, the nation's capital on Friday night to watch the Rage resurrect their season. So back in the, uh, back in the top four, Hunter, after that big win over the Dogs. So, nah, mate, uh, good to see them get a win up, though, and good to be back on. Mate, uh, yeah, what a weekend of footy. What a weekend of footy. It was uh, a few teams are looking – a few teams that out of the eight last year that looked no chance are in the eight. And then a few teams where you thought, surely they'll bounce back this year, going, what is actually doing? But before we get there – uh, bloke jerseys dropping this tonight, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. tonight. So be there or be square because they will most likely sell out. So I would be there. There's a limited amount as well. So once they're gone, it'll be minimum 12 months before we get another lot in because they take so long to get done. I'm currently wearing a large. So this, they're a little bit oversized. They're a little bit oversized. I could fit into a medium. So if you are normally, you know, if you like it a bit tighter, I would say go a size down. Um, but obviously up to you. But they're, they're slightly oversized. Slightly oversized. What do you got there, Guru? If you're packing into the front row with me, I think I've got a 3XL. <laughs> so we're selling 3XL. Yeah. What have you got? Um, uh, I got large, but I, I kind of like it a bit looser. You like it baggier? Yeah. But what do you, what, so you could fit a medium there? I could easily fit a medium. Easy I could probably fit a small, to be honest. But, okay, but so they're, they're a right little now. bit oversized, just so you know that when you're, when you're um, buying. Um, but they're high quality, great comfortable, limited amount. So be there, 6 p.m. tonight. You go www.bloke.shop. Be ready, set your alarms, because they're going to go quick, guys. The response we've gotten has actually been way more than I thought. So if you want the jersey, be there. Also, if you, if you order via Express... You will get them before Friday, before Magic Round. So order Express to get them before Friday. Hopefully, we will pack them on Tuesday morning. So if they're Express, they should be there by Wednesday or Thursday, but we can't control what Ozpurse does. But we will be packing them on Tuesday morning. So they should be there. Uh, so grab a bloke jersey. They're super comfy. I wear mine all the time. Also, we are in every single celebrations 
Bottolo, Porter's Liquor and IGA Plus Liquor across New South Wales and ACT. That is right. It is official. So we, we got named official like, I don't know, a month or two ago. But due to all the floods and that, uh, the, the, the beer, like the logistics of it was really hard to get all the beer out into those stores. But now we are officially in all those stores. On top of that, we're in their, uh, their catalogue, I think. So it's discounted, I think, to like $53. So that's $53 discounted down from $59.95. So, and that's across all of those stores, I'm pretty sure. At the very least, it's across celebrations. But, you know, it's on special across all those stores. As I said to you last time, guys, if you go and support the beer and get into these stores, IJ Plus Liquor, Porter's Liquor, Bottle O, and celebrations across New South Wales and ACT, if we go really well, they put us across the whole country in all of those stores, and it takes the beer to a whole new level, which takes the sporting network to a whole new level. It would be massive, massive for the sports network if we do that. It would cha- it would just change everything. So get in there, support the beer. Uh, also, the stores in Spotlight, Great Northern Hotel, Chatswood, Federal Hotel Mudgy, Royal Hotel Orange, BYO Sellers Forster, Faster. Is that Faster? Foster. 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 Um, F-O-R. Is that how it's spelled? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird spelling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Foster. Uh, <laughs> Super Barn Express Red Hill, Heathcote Sellers, Rocklear Hotel Drive, Cooley Liquor, Club Hotel Roma, Star Liquor Raceview, Courtyard Esplanade Cairns. It's on tap. And uh, N17 Burger Co. Port Douglas. It's on tap. Now... Uh, huge news dropping over the weekend, boys. Kieran Foran signs with the Titans. I have my own thoughts on this. You boys have your thoughts on this. It's going to be interesting to see if we can meet in the middle. What do you think about this, Gurina? Yeah, I think the Titans, they need an experienced head like Foran, but if, if the price tag is accurate, which fuck knows if it is, but if it is, I don't know. I mean, I, I look at Foz and I think he's playing really good footy at the moment, but I remember when Foz left Manly, I thought he's playing really good footy at the moment. I don't know. Foreign, it sounds crazy, but I just wonder if he's as good a footballer if he's not at Manly. Mm. It's a bizarre little one. I think they need an experienced head. I don't know how many other guys are off contract that are out there at the moment. So Foz might be the guy they need, but um, does it seem like a bit of a knee-jerk? from where they were heading at the start of the season, mm. backing in. Uh. Yeah, I think it's a great signing footy-wise. I think financially speaking, as you said, if the tag is what it's being reported, I think it's absurd. Like This is a bloke who I think last season was the first time in years that he played over 15 games of footy. So, But, I mean, we spoke last week about getting about how much the Tides have invested in Toby Sexton for their future and how he needs an experienced half to go in there and you know teach him the ropes, show him how to become a week-in, week-out NRL footballer and what that entails. I think Foz is the perfect player for that. Even on the field, I think he's a perfect foil for Toby Sexton to take a bit of pressure off. Um, but as I said, with his injury history, at his age, uh, yeah. the money, I think, is a big, big investment. Big investment? What do you reckon, Matty? Um, I think... As you said, footy-wise, like I think they, they really need it. But at the start of the year or the start of preseason, they put all their eggs in the basket of Brimson, 5'8", Campbell, fullback, Sexton, halfbacks. I'm, I'm wondering what that will do to that. Obviously, he's going to play six, so um, you'd, you'd assume AJ Brimson's going to be fullback. So what does that mean for Jaden Campbell? Um, it took me by surprise a little bit. I actually, you know, basing this off absolutely nothing, just thought he's Dave Manly. So, um, yeah, kind of took me by surprise. But I, I, I think it's good. I don't really know anything... I didn't read much about the figures or anything, but aside from that, footy-wise, I think it's good for the Gold Coast. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I understand the initial reaction of like 750k for a bloke that you know did struggle with injury and rah rah. Uh, also, I can understand the context of like, hang on a sec, you had Fogarty there for way cheaper. <laughs> yep. You got rid of him, and now you're paying 
you know, 750 reportedly uh, to Kieran Foran. I would say I would be confident there would be clauses in that contract to say if you don't play X amount of games, mm. I think 750 would be is like the max amount of what he can earn. Mm. Because let's say he does play two years and doesn't get injured or he plays 20 games each year. You'd say he's worth 750K a year in the current climate. Yep. Pretty much for what, the way he's playing now. Another thing that I think people, you, when you look at the 750K, you're just looking at that figure and you're not realising the context around it. And so the Titans, when they look at their salary cap, they've got to spend that money anyway. And so when you look at the market, you go, yes, okay, is it a risk? Maybe it is a risk, but do we want to not get a guy like Kieran Foran and then not spend the money? You have to spend the money, otherwise you're an idiot. And so you look on the market and you go, who else is out there that could even come close to Kieran Foran when it comes to skill set, experience. On top of all that, let's say uh, he doesn't play the games and there's a clause in there that, you know, he only gets paid 500K or whatever. I think that his off-field teachings to Sexton would, you know, not it wouldn't be worth it because, like, he's not playing first grade and you're paying him 500K. But at the very least, you've got one of the best sixes or sevens uh, in the last 10 or so years when he's playing good footy. So I actually think, even though I think the way the Titans got to this decision, I think it was, you know, it must something else must have happened with the Fogarty-Titans thing. It makes no sense that they, you know, allowed Fogarty to go because clearly they've got money in the cap. Mm. So it clearly wasn't a money thing. Fogarty would have been on nowhere near 750K. So I actually think it's a great signing from the Titans. And as you said, you know, Foz, he's been one of the best over the last 10, 15 years. Even when he's not at his best, I think it's only injuries that are holding him back. Absolutely. So he does have a lot to pass on. And, you know, we, we, we were saying it last week when they played the Panthers. We were saying, geez, look at Nathan Cleary on the other side of the field. He had James Maloney next to him. Now he's going to have Foz there. Hopefully it works out for them. I just, I, I do wonder, you know, as you said, all legs in, in the same basket. At the start of the year, we get nine rounds in. Is it a bit of a panicked sort of signing? It's or? absolutely reactionary. Yeah. Because, yeah. because I, Again, I just keep going back to it. And we were so – when they got rid of Fogarty, we were going, what is going on at the Titans? Yep. Something – like, I cannot for the life of me understand how they allowed that to happen unless there's more to the story that we just don't know about. What do you think, Timmy? Yeah, I, I said, the Fogarty thing still makes no sense to me, a bit like you fellas and that. Um, I just – looking particularly at what he's going to bring to them on field, we know what he can do in attack – we know he'll, he'll provide the direction uh, that the Titans have been looking for for a fair while now. I love just the fact that, provided he can string games together, the defensive assurity that he'll bring to an edge. Mm. The Titans defensively have been so poor for a number of years now. Mm. Foz is arguably the best half defender in the competition. Uh, and I know he's only one little piece of that defensive puzzle, but far out he'll help them in defence uh, as well as what we know we're doing in attack. Yep. So I can't wait for it. I'm so excited to see it. And I want nothing more than to see him string a full season together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also the standards that he's going to bring into training, because what reflects in the Titans is a young squad that doesn't have an old head going, boys, fucking pull your heads in. You need to do this, this. Uh, and the Broncos struggle with it too too. Two or three years ago, look how different the Broncos are mm-hmm. with an Adam Reynolds in their side and a Kurt Catewell. Like they, they actually show a bunch of grit. Look at the Sharks. Dale Finucan comes in. Even when he's not playing, they're a different squad. Uh, and last night we saw, like, is it a surprise that a Sharks side with McGuinness and Finucan create history in one of the games where you need some of the mentally toughest people on the park? Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so, look, I think that... 
this is a great signing for the Titans. I really do. I, I'm just going to assume, because the thing is, we have to just assume he's going to play most games because every player can get injured. And I understand the history of it. I totally get that, you know, he hadn't strung some games together with the doggies, was injured. But he has played essentially two full, not essentially, a, se- a season and a half, and it looks like he's going to keep playing. On top of all that, how often does a, a half of his caliber come on the market? You know, it's very rare. So yeah. the Titans have, I think they've taken this opportunity. What do you see this doing for the development of Toby Sexton? Oh, mass, like crazy. You, you almost couldn't ask for a better uh, half to come and teach him because he's been through everything, yep. Warren. He has seen everything. He's seen the tippity top winning premierships. You're the next big thing to the lowest of the lower fan base that's off him. He's on a big contract. He has to leave. Like he has seen everything. He's seen everything on the field. He's seen injuries. So honestly, out of all the halves in the game right now, he's probably the best man to be taught by. Even even like maybe even better than DCE because DCE hasn't had to go through all the – I mean, he's been through negative stuff. Don't get me wrong, like the Titan situation. Rah, rah. DCE, DCE has struggled through things, but I feel like the array of things Foran has been through, I don't think any half in the game right now has experienced what he's experienced. I think DCE has always been cuddled to some extent by Manly too. Because he's so good. Yeah. He's so good, whereas Foran, you know, he's been left out to dry a couple of times in my opinion. Um, what does it do for Jaden Campbell? This is interesting. I was going to leave a comment in response to someone who wrote that exact thing. I actually think – now, people said, what does this do for Brimo and Campbell? But I actually think that it will be Sexton and Campbell competing for a spot. And what I mean by that is is Brimo may go to six, Foran may go to seven, Sexton may play his tri- trade back in Q Cup for another year or two, and then Campbell may be fullback. So I actually don't – Brimo's a lock-in in that side. I think we, we've, we can all agree that he is an absolute lock. Every time they play, even if they're getting towed up, he's one of their best players. And so I actually think that it'll be Sexton fighting for his position. Sexton and Campbell will be fighting that position. Because I, I can see Foran as a seven. I think he's mm. definitely got what it takes to be a seven. Uh, we saw at the Bulldogs when he wasn't injured. He, he basically uh, led the team around. So I think it would be more maybe Titans have said, look, we hope that it's going to be Foran and Sexton. But if it's not, Sexton takes a year in Q Cup. Applies his trade. He's still only under 20 at the moment. Mm. 19? 20. I think he's 21. He's 21. So he's still young yeah, as anything. Yeah. Got plenty of time. Uh, I do think they do miss Campbell a bit, though. I well, really do. I'll just add, I, like, as I was getting ready for the show last night and I was thinking about the foreign signing, I thought, oh, I wonder how Campbell went this week in reserve grade. They had the bye and they still yeah. didn't pick him. So he didn't play rugby league. Crazy. And the week before, weekend. though, he killed it. He brained it, yeah. But I, th- I thought it was interesting that. And you know what? Granted, the Titans have put up a really good fight against Penrith the week before. So I understand. S- you know, sticking with that side. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if he comes in this week now. What I'm not getting with the Campbell situation is your defence hasn't gotten better. Like that, you know, the only reason you would drop Campbell is defence, in my opinion, uh, because attacking-wise, he's one of the, literally one of the best fullbacks in the comp. So what, what are your thoughts about the Campbell situation of the Titans? Uh, look, as I think we mentioned last week, I'd definitely have him in there. And, and looking forward, keeping in contest with, with Foz going out there, it bodes pretty poorly for Campbell, let's be realistic. They've, they've invested their future in Toby Sexton, at least for the time being. We know how quickly that can change. But Brimo is great at 5'8", but I think he plays his best footy at fullback. So you'd think they'd be looking at Foz and Sexton in the halves, Brimo at fullback. But they do have options, and, and that's a good thing for the club. That they'll have some quality depth there. Next season, 
how good will it be for Sexton to have, instead of this year where he's got Will Kennedy, who's a utility off the bench, who's probably played most of his footy at fullback, playing in the halves with him. So Sexton's going at 20, 21 years old. Shit, I've got to run the show here. I've got to get this team around the park. Um, and he's still developing. Uh, then you'll have AJ Brimson in the halves with him. Again, primarily a fullback. Sexton doing everything next year. He'll have Foz there just going, all right, you can be the dominant playmaker. You can get us around the park. You can lead this side around the park. Sexton, the pressure off his shoulders, uh, another year older by then as well. I think it can unlock Sexton and it'll just be perfect for his development. So in the Campbell situation, you'd be sitting there going, well, they're not picking me now. If Foz comes up next year, where's the spot for me? So yep. oh, I, I totally agree. I totally agree in, in the, the sense that like Campbell's situation becomes even more like, okay, what was happening here? Which is crazy to think. I will say, and I, I feel like I say this every time, if I'm the Broncos, I'm ringing straight away, going, mate, we need to, like, you know, Tessie New, I, I think Tessie New's a good fullback, but I think he's probably more suited to centre. I, I like him in centre. He's a good, strong body, solid in defence. Jaden Campbell at the back there with Reynolds, and you put uh, uh, Martin in the, um, Tomato Martin in the six. I don't mind that. Mm. I don't mind that. Selwyn Cobbo, give him an extra year at fullback, maybe move him into centre eventually, and you just compete. You just got to com- compete between Campbell. And if you have that much strike power in your back, I don't mind it. Is there any other clubs that you would oh, think? It'd be a pretty cool narrative if, you know, Preston Campbell wears the one in the first game for the Titans and Jaden wears the one first game for the Dolphins. Yeah, okay. Interesting. The Dolphins. I like that. <laughs> That's interesting. I love a narrative. A bit yeah, yeah. Let's get the narrative counter in the corner here. It'll be a thousand by the end of it. Uh, that's an interesting one because then you could say, if you are the Dolphins and you go, look, Reese Walsh, he's a gun. He's a gun. But he's going to be way more expensive than Jaden Campbell. Maybe we, we ring Kate Campbell and say, mate, we need a fullback. You put a sucker on the wing because a sucker wouldn't be on big coin. You get Campbell up there and you say, mate, it's your jersey to lose. I don't mind it. What do you think about that? If they don't get, let's say they are having a look at Campbell, hypothetically, if they do have a look at Campbell, Walsh just for so many different reasons has to be their number one target as the marquee player, you know, as the face of the club going forward. And you mentioned before about cap space now they've got money to spend. Geez, the Dolphins have got money to spend. So even if they do pay Walsh overs, if they can get into the club, uh, I think it'd be worth doing. Look, I think Walsh mentioned that he, he's his ambitions are to stay with the Warriors and keep playing with them next season, but I'd be throwing everything I could at Reese Walsh after missing Ponga. But, as I said, if they do miss Walsh and Jaden Campbell, why not? Yep. See, I go the other way. I go, give Munster a bit extra, bump him up to 1.4 mm. or 5, get him to the club, and then the money that you save on getting Campbell... Because like, I don't think they can get Walsh and Munster, whereas I think they could get Campbell and Munster. Mm. And, and a Campbell and Munster, I, I believe, is just as dangerous as a Walsh and Munster. Uh, so... Interesting times, man. Uh, to think Campbell is going to be more pressure on his sport. Like, I thought he was a lock-in. Yep. He was so good. I thought even he was good at the start of this season. So, really interesting to see that develop. Uh, I wonder how long – can you check how long they've got Campbell signed for? Um, I mean, they're not against letting go <laughs> letting golf players early. They let go of Fogarty early. Uh, but the whole picture, you have to spend that money anyway. 2024. Okay, so, wow. So, we can't even talk oh, – no. This November. It's interesting. I wonder what's going to happen with there because he's too good to be playing reserve grade. I mean, maybe he has to just cop it. He has to just cop it. Because if I'm Titans, I'm going, mate, but you're staying. Like, yeah. I'm ke- if we need a guy like you to come in, and if you come in and kill it, then we ke- you keep your spot. Um, 
Yeah, so look, in, interesting times. All in all, I think Kieran Foran is an absolutely fantastic signing. I think that I understand people's reservations with a 750K, but I, I think Titans would be crazy to not have some kind of clauses in there to say, mm. if you don't play over 15 games or whatever, it drops you know, down to X amount of dollars, whatever it is. Uh, if they don't, even if they don't, I can understand because how often does a half of his calibre come on the market? And you look at the the experienced halves this year and what they've done to clubs. Look at the Broncos. Look at the Cowboys. Yeah. Like the yeah. list goes on and on, you know. Exactly, so, exactly. Such an interesting one with the, the clauses in contract around injuries and whatnot because you think in a perfect world, yeah, there would be for someone like Foz, back end of his career, a lot of injuries in the past, but I just I can't see Foz signing a contract with a – if you get injured, you get in 250K – K a year less when like another club might say you know we'll give you five or six hundred K irrelevant of how many games you play yeah um, like do you think there are clauses in contracts surrounding injuries and in games played in the NRL these days or not I, I reckon it's something to be spoken about I do know there's there's clauses in contracts of like if you play X amount of first grade you get this bonus and stuff like that yeah but yeah often for like the lower tier players yeah yep. yeah and, uh, and so yeah, again, I'm just spitballing here and mm. I'm just going on what I would go into negotiations mm. with, with Foz because you just have to future-proof yourself and, and maybe you make it a reasonable amount. Like it's he just has to play, you know, 14 games in the season or whatever. Or maybe it's not a huge cut. It's only, you know, there's like different stages. If, it's, if he plays, you know, 14, he gets like less than 14, he loses 100K or something along mm. those lines. But uh, in saying that, you know, maybe... The reason why Foz signed is because it doesn't have any of that in it. He's and he's sitting there going. The, the difference is, I think, I think Manly really could only offer him minimum. It, j- just on Manly, <clears throat> do we link this at all to the Schuster? I think it's last week. I think it's purely end of his career money. Yeah, I think Manly truly can't offer him more than pretty much minimum because you think about it, you got DCE on a million or one point two, you got Tom Travoyevich on a million, you've got uh, Jake Travoyevich on about seven hundred k. Like, where do you get your money from? Yeah. And then you got Schuster, who's going to, you know, I just, I don't know. I honestly think that they basically just didn't have the money. And also, you got to remember, when they signed Foreign, it wasn't a part of some long-term plan. It was, oh, shit, Foreign's on the market. Yeah, he's available. He's available. Yeah. Let's give him minimum, get him home, get him playing well. So I just don't think they've got the money in the cap. So some people are going to link it to Schuster. I disagree. I don't think it has to do anything to do with Schuster and everything to do with, he got off at 750K reportedly from a Titan side, go live up on the Gold Coast, end your career there. How good. Yeah, beautiful. And I mean, it's worked out incredibly. Like, when Manly signed him, as you said, he, he was available. But like, I reckon it's worked out better than what they could have imagined. Oh, massively. Massively. Now, what does it mean for Manly, though? I think that the, the concern, not the concern, because he, well, it is a concern. The concern is, is the, the pressure on Schuster now is fucking through the roof. Through the roof. Like, because it's one thing for a player to be, you know, I guess we're not going to re-sign you because, you know, we've got money in the cap, we just don't think you're worth it. And then him being upset and going, all right, well, I'm out of here, to, you know, basically I assume offering him quite low because this next guy's coming through. And so when fans are going to look and go, we just lost foreign, we need you to deliver. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, mm. yeah. Um, I'd like to think the kid's talented enough, especially with the DCE next to him. Yep. I, I think he will be okay. But, I mean, if we get to halfway through next year and Manly are struggling... Yeah, fans will, they will they'll let him know very quickly. Yeah, what do you reckon, Timmy? He'll be fine, mate. He's yep. a gun. Uh, they have options. Guru nailed it. He's got DC next to him, one of the most experienced halves in the competition. Still the Kangaroos half. Uh, he's a gun. Yeah, I think he'll excel in that position. I have zero doubts over it. At the end of the day, if he does 
move to 5'8", it doesn't eventuate as they sort of have, have the expectations for him to kill it there. There's nothing stopping him going back to the back row and there'll, there'll be other halves options, so it'll yeah. be fine. They've got Weeks, they've got Fainu coming through. Yeah. What do you reckon, Matty? Yeah, I was just going to touch on the other halves. I think Shrews should go to six. They might blood Weeks later in the year and make him 14 next year because I think Walker's, Dylan Walker's gone to the Warriors next year, so that's their 14 gone. Um, and if it doesn't work out, they, they could just blood him or, I don't know, Fainu's probably not ready next year, but yep. they could just blood, blood oh, Weeks. I, I think, think that'll be fine. I think that um, Cade Cust has also got a thing in his contract that he can come back really? to oh, Manly essentially whenever he wants. He, so. can, he can't he sign with another club until his contract's See, that's done. why, like, with the foreign thing, there are strange clauses in contracts, mm. like, and that's where I think maybe the Titans have gone, and and Foran's just backed himself and just mm. gone, you know, yeah, I can play that many games. I'm going to back myself. Uh, Schuster, I, I agree. I, I'm just posing the question, but I think he will eat that pressure up. Yeah. He doesn't seem like a player that's going to struggle under pressure. Um, matter of fact, he's almost sometimes too confident. Like some of the players he For makes sure. is like, just hold, just hold it, uh, you know, hold the ball one more set and then try that maybe few sets down the line. With a guy like him, obviously, you know, Brad Fittler spoke last year that he was very close to picking him in the Origin Arena. Do you think him paying, playing six, could that sort of stall him as far as a rep career oh, goes? Or, or are you happy, you know what he can do in the second row, you can pick him out of position? I actually think it, it may help him because you can put him on the bench then yeah. and yeah. be safeguarded. Like, we know he can play six. We know his big body can play edge. I think the edge back row for New South Wales is just as competitive, maybe even more competitive than the six, and, six role for New South Wales. Like, when you think about how many guns New South Wales have in that back row. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, whereas, like, I can see a world where six definitely helps him rather than hurts him. Okay. Um, because does anyone doubt that he can play on the edge? Like, mm. he, he just can. Whereas, like, I would doubt at the moment, can he play six in the big occasions? Uh, maybe, maybe not. But I think him playing there week in, week out, I, I think he's going to play very similarly to what he plays at the moment, if yeah. I'm being square, honest. I think he's just going to bring his play 10 metres infield, really. That's the yeah. only difference to the way he's going to play. Because he's, he's not really a, 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 a back row that hits in lines or, or anything like that, really. He's, an, he's a back row that creates opportunity for yeah. other people. Early ball back row. Yeah. Yep. So interesting times. It's, I think, look, best for both worlds in the sense that um, – the, you know, Manly no longer have to worry about having their best young superstar upset. And the Titans get one of the best halves in the competition that's playing great footy and has been injury-free now for a year and a half. So win-win, win-win. Uh, because after the weekend watching the Titans, man, we, we always expected this with youth. Yeah. But I think it's, it's really driven home that Fogarty letting go, for whatever reason, whoever's fault it was, whether it was Fogarty's, whether it was Titans, uh, has really come back to buy them, I think. And I mean, like, you have a look at that game on the weekend. I think it was 24-16 with 20 minutes to go. Roosters won the last 20 minutes, 20-0. Yeah. And they're your, they're your championship minutes where your experience halves. Well, look at the Raiders. Yep. We talked about that experience. They bring them into key positions. The Raiders get home yep. uh, when usually they'd fade out. So, yeah, look, great time. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm stoked for for him? This bloke yep. has been through the ringer. Mm. He has been through everything. To, if you said 24 months ago, Foran is going to be a marquee signing for a club, I would have said, you are kidding yourself. <laughs> yeah. His body, he's, he's been way too tough for his own good. Uh, I just cannot see how he's going to get his body in good enough nick to be able to get through a whole season. Fast forward today, yeah. mate. He, and you know what? That's another reason why you'll sign a guy like him because his mental toughness is up there with the likes of Dale Finucane and McInnes. Yeah, and I think with Foz too, it's underrated. 
like he, he changed the game in his own little way. He mm. was the first real ball player to really dig deep into the line. Mate. Like he set a prototype for the guys like Mick Morgan followed. You see Luke Keary do it. Like he, he changed the game in his own little way. Mm. And because he was too tough for his own good, yeah. I think we sort of forgot how much he changed the game in mm. those three or four years at Manly. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So massive congratulations to Foz. Absolute legend of a bloke too. He's got the most Aussie accent ever for a Kiwi. <laughs> Which I love. I love that shit. I mean, to be honest, we're it's all we're all brothers, brothers in arms. Um, that's what I love about the New Zealand Australian relationship. Like, we put shit on each other constantly, like back and forth. But if any other country put shit on New Zealand, we would be like, "Fuck off, guys! That's, they're our boys. They're our boys." But we constantly put shit on them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, and vice versa. Like, if anyone, I, I'm assuming New Zealand, if anyone put shit on us, New Zealand people would be like, "Fuck off! They're our mates." It's funny how, like, even like with your own mates, you put shit on them. But like, if someone else does, you're yeah. like, "Bruh, fuck off!" <laughs> uh, so yeah, great stuff for Foz Dog. Um, now let's get to. A quick little stat deep dive. Yeah, a really quick one. I had a look at um, receipts. So a receipt in rugby league is essentially every time you touch the ball. So dummy halves, hookers, they tend to dominate the, the amount of receipts they have every time they touch it. So if I'm dummy half, I give it to Timmy, he offloads back to me. That's two receipts for me, yeah. So it's every single time you touch the ball. Had a look at every single team, the amount of receipts they have. Teams average about 380 to about 430 uh per game some teams are a little bit lower but they all sort of fit into that category and i won't go through each of them but just for a bit of context so the cowboys and the eels doing very well this season they score a try every 101 receipts yeah so every 101 touches of the football um by, by their players they score a try penrith they do it every 93 touches melbourne do it every 60 Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Every 60 touches of the football, they score a try. Every 44 touches of the ball, they make an error. So you think about how easy it is to make an error, yeah. how hard it is to score a try. It is unbelievable. And on top of that, I reckon if you took those stats for the last four games, it would be even less because we've got to remember, start of the season, that Storm had a yep. bunch of errors. A yep. bunch of errors. It's crazy. And I mean, you look at the Melbourne Storm, they average 400 receipts per game. Let's take Canterbury, for example. They average 390. They score a try every 206 receipts. Yeah, wow. Melbourne wow. score scoring one every 60. And, um, and to show you how interesting these stats are and how important they are, like I, I think as rugby league purists, you hate to get too statty because yep. it doesn't feel like a part of the game. It, do, it doesn't feel about the game that you love. But the harsh reality is stats are so important. These kind of stats. And what was interesting, I had Scotty Drinkwater on the captain's run with Cam Smith, uh, which is every Thursday, 9 to 12, guys, on SEN's uh, app. But he said that they sat down before their preseason and they looked at how many Penrith, how many times Penrith defended their line before someone could score, like how many plays. And it was something like, I don't know. 24. 24. And then they looked at the Cowboys and it was like six or something. And so they all sat down, and so the Cowboys, from that stat, those stats, 
literally they're tack- tackling every day of the preseason, and just want to drive home your point like these stats matter and show a story and we said last week the Cowboys they've improved by 19 points yeah. in defense this season wow. um Matty for the for, for the bunnies they're the team that they make the most errors in the competition at the moment so the bunnies are making one error every 29 touches of the wow. ball I, what I do like about stats when they suit me um, is they make <laughs> us not sound like when we say oh they've got to work on their ball yeah. handling people might be like man what the fuck do you know but like when the stats show it it's like well you know we're, we, yeah. we actually watch the games we, we know mate, like the, the, the Brisbane Broncos so I mean the Melbourne Storm they make an error every 44 receipts Brisbane are only 42 yeah wow so not bad they're scoring a try every 127 receipts which compared to Melbourne is pretty average but yeah. compared to the rest of the comp uh, that's actually pretty decent but um yeah Brisbane just had those two shit games yep if you take those games out of their season you're going fuck this is a great great like far exceeding expectations every every week that you win I sit there and I'm like oh this superstar didn't have a huge game this superstar didn't have a huge game like if it all click you won without anyway we'll get to it but yeah we'll get to Haas and Capel I thought it was very what makes that Melbourne stat even more ridiculous is that just the fact that they play such expansive footy these days we saw it over the weekend in particular against the Dragons. They were just fanging it from side to side, coming off their own line, weren't they? So they're doing this week in, week out, like for 80 minutes of a game, and they're still only can, like in the air every 44 touches. Like, ridiculous. Oh, it's, what's crazy with the Storm too is we still have in our minds that they are a grindy footy side that's high completion, defend really well. No, no, they're the most flashy, flary side in the NRL, and it has been that way for a minimum two years. Like, they are... If any other team was playing that style of footy, they would be being celebrated for this is the new way of rugby league, how exciting, getting the ball from side to side. And it's kind of how we're talking about the Sharks. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But because the Storm are known to be so ruthless, we don't actually give them enough appreciation for. And I think, and I've said this multiple times before, I, what I loved about their win in 2020 is it said a lot of people for nearly a decade, maybe longer, were like, the only reason Storm win is because they're the best at wrestling and they hold us down for too long, rah, rah. The first year that the wrestle pretty much just gets annihilated, they win the comp. And so it shows you they don't win because of any specific idea that they may come up with. They win because they have the highest standards and they meet those standards. Mm So it doesn't matter what kind of footy we ever adapted to, the Storm, this current version of the Storm, would be one of the best teams because it's not about the specific thing. It's about the standards that they have across the board. Um, So, yeah, great stat there. Just to drive that in, Melbourne – like if you're playing them and you defend them for three more sets than every other team between tries, you've got them equaled up with Penrith. Yeah, the second best. So you basically, have to defend three more sets. Well, you know what? That's perfect because you look at the Eels. I'm sure if you looked at that Eels game, they probably hit that target yep. and and it gave them a chance to be in the game with Storm, even though they only just got the job done. Um, so yeah, great start there, Guru. So yeah, they're ne- they're nearly double as good as the next side. Essentially. Yeah, in, in attack, they're, they're triple summer teams. Far out. Uh, okay, now time for team of the week. This was super tough this year, this week. Fuck, this was tough because there were just so many players, especially in the outside backs that had big games. But I went Tedesco, Cobo, Talakai, Manu, Garrick, Munster, Hines, Carrigan, Grant, Paulo, Papali'i, Wilton, Tamalolo, um, then I went Reynolds at 14, Ben Trevojevic at 15, uh, Papali'i as in uh, Josh Papali'i uh, at 16, 17 I went McGuinness, 18 I went Townsend. 
Fuck, you just named about four guys I want to put in my team now. <laughs> Such a good week. That's I, what I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, tough. I don't yeah. know. You could slot, swap that whole team, yeah. really. And you could have picked 15 Sharks players. Yeah, literally. Fair shout. Uh, I went Teddy at fullback. Wingers, I had Cobbo and Garrick. Centers, I went Manu and Val Holmes. I went Munster at six. Nico Hines at seven. Carrigan up front with Nelson Asafa Solomona. <clears throat> Harry Grant at nine. My second row was I had Isaiah Papali'i, Ben Trevojevic, Cotter at 13. Then on the bench, I had Gutho, Madison, Wilton, and Adam Reynolds. Boom. Gutho. Okay, Adam Reynolds, what do you have? Teddy at fullback, Cobbo, Nick Meany on the wings, Senna's Joey Manu and Jared Crocar. A bit of a bias call there, but stuff it. Cam Munster and Nico Hines in the halves. <laughs> Nelson Sofa-Solomona and Jabrom in the front row. Harry Green at hooker. IPAP and Teague Wilton, I thought was sensational in the back row. Paddy Carrigan at lock. I know he was named at prop, but same shit. Bench was Tommy Turbo, DCE, Junior Paulo, and Helam Lukey, who I'm loving more and more. Lukey, mate. How good is he? He's a gun. Two games in a row where he's like swung a game's momentum. Oh. Yeah. Just comes on, gets through his work. Any other, anyone else that stood out for you? Uh, not particularly. The, my biggest one was um, Junior Paolo this week. He was, mate, he he was, was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, mate, I've got so much time for Junior... Every time I need something from Junior, like, mate, can I do this right? Boom. He's there like, yeah, yeah, sweet. Boom, I'm there. He is such a gentle giant. It's crazy. How cute was the interview with his young kid? All I could think was, thank God I haven't had a, I don't have a kid the same age as your kid because he gets steamrolled. I mean, if that isn't a mini Junior, just steamrolling blokes, cutest interview ever. Um, yeah, I mean, some other guys that I had in the thing, Flegler I thought was really good, Corey Horsburgh, uh, Tarpanair, uh, Madison, Toot was massive coming back. Uh, Gutho was great. Uh, Suwali, I thought, was good. Tupo was good. Nanai had some moments. Um, Nelson I had here as well. Uh, is this list ever going to end? My God. Yeah, well, this is just like... Uh, Brayley, I thought Brayley from the Sharks yeah. was massive. If Grant wasn't so outrageously good, yeah. Brayley would have been my nine. I thought he was so good. Think about being the nine in a team that's a, a player down... And then they lose someone in 10 of the bin. So anyway, we'll get to that uh, incredible, incredible victory. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.